Hey, this is Doug Aldrich and Brian. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Brian Tishy. <laughs> hey, guys, it's uh, live from Daisyland Podcast. Doug, hit me up with that weed. It's still too early in the morning, man. <laughs> we, we have our first podcast of the year this right now. Doing the podcast, and then we are going to go do some racquetball after. Create a little racket. Yeah. Make some racket, make some noise, and uh, do. And you know what that'll turn into too what? is social media content. That's what we're all about. Content. Brian. Listen, without content, you're nothing. All right, just don't <laughs> forget that. You know, you got to have content on every level. Somebody goes, "Hey, how are you?" Give them the content. Update them on a lot of good stuff that you've been doing. Go into detail. All right. So we're going to get into all that detail. Coming right up here on Live from Daisyland Podcast with Brian Tishy and me, Doug Aldrich. Yeah. What the fuck are you been up to, man? Man, you know, as far as things people are up to, I'm up to my neck. <laughs> that would have been a, a great segue to going up, up to my neck and you from old ACDC, you know, with Bon Scott. But... It's not. It's not. It's just me saying, what have I been doing, Doug? Let me tell you. Are we getting into this now? Is this the section where we yeah, talk about what we've been doing? Well, yeah, it's a, that's kind of the script is what we're talking about. All right, what as far as scripts doing. go. So, like, I, know you've been, I know you've been on two wheels doing some stuff. Right? It's the middle of February now. So so we're talking the past month and a half. Um, I, I've done a, um, a handful of gigs with Don Felder. Which, for those of you who don't know, um, it's an actually great story. Let's get into this for a quick second here. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you a little about this Felder thing. Don Felder, Mr. Hotel California, he is the reason there is a song Hotel California. He was in the Eagles, but he brought them the demo, and they created the song around the demo, which is their biggest song. Yeah. Which I think Doug and I agree. Of all massive songs in rock and roll, Hotel's really, really close to the top. It's in the top five. It's for sure. On so many levels, yeah. sounds nothing like an Eagle song. It's the only. It sounds like nothing anybody, nobody else's. Name another song that sounds like Hotel. I no, I, I can't. But I, I mean, the structure of the, the format of the song is is proven to be a winner, like as an epic song. And and to me, it does when Felder. I mean, when uh, when Don Hanley kicks in on the verse, it does feel like okay, this is a great Eagle song. It's it, the groove is killer. The the pace of the vocals, the chord progression, yeah. it's just it sucks you in. And then a la Stairway to Heaven, they give you the killer solo outro. But then they, after they go back and forth with the killer guitar licks, then they go, let's do a harmony. That's just so pleasing to hear. It's just so nice. They win on every level. Perfect song. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. I mean, the, 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 so basically, that's, a, that's melding, like having that guitar intro kind of a la Stairway to Heaven, mm -hmm. and then having the outro build with harmonies kind of Freebird. It's and, it's Stairway Freebird Hotel. They're all in that world, and so so. Anyways, to play with Don Felder is always an honor because um, I, who hasn't been listening to Don? He's a great player, and uh, he's written great songs. And he was in the Eagles in the heyday, and and it's just yeah. a, a what a, what an amazing uh, Fingers Felder. I mean the the solo of um, one of these nights. That sound Fuck. is just killer. You know he was in this room too. Well, that's what I was leading to. Doug, how did you meet Don Felder? From the keyboard player from White Snake, Timothy Drury, who was in Don's band. Yep. And he was doing it with, um, I think, um, Frank Symes was on guitar. Oh, was is Frank he like Symes? from, what's he, who's he play with now? He, I don't know who he plays with now, but he, the name. He, he's, he's been around for a while. He played with a lot of people, but Frank was a great player. And um, it was just weird. He, uh, Don wanted to do a demo and he asked he asked uh timothy do you can can we get doug to to play on this demo and so i'm just it was just weird because i'm like why would you need me to plan your demo when you're a great guitar player i, I didn't understand uh-huh but we hit it off he like came we, over here to like record you work together with you yeah we did a little work and then um and but we got we got to be friendly and mm -hmm. and uh Ended up getting invited to his part, some parties at his house, and he was, and and it was, um, it was cool. We just kind of fell out of touch over the years, but but I do remember there was an interesting story of going to his house to to redo a part or do a new part, something, and he had in this that one room in his house. I'm sure you've been in it. With his studio no, I've never stuff. never been there. Okay, well he's got this room. It's you know studio home studio vibe, but it, it, it's 
in an amazing, beautiful uh, estate. And then he's got the 26 million plaque <laughs> for the greatest hits. That's the only. Th- that's the only one you need. Yeah, you know, well, you, you got go to, that. What else do you need? You know, do you need? To I've, talk I've been about to people's houses where they got like a whole wall of it's the size of it's you know, thirty meters long. It's just gold record, platinum, 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 all all, all over the place, it's lined up on the stacked up on the on the floor because they don't have room for more. Guys, when you get that many records, you realize you don't really. It doesn't really matter one more or whatever. What matters is you got the one award. For twenty six million, for most records sold. It, 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 number one band of most records sold. Eagles Greatest Hits number one and number three is Hotel California. Number two is Thriller. When you did, <clears throat> when you put up that award, you don't know else. But so that's in his studio, and then he had this old Marshall small box. It was like a um, a JTM forty five, or it was a fifty one. I can't remember. But I was playing through it. He had his back to me, and he was hitting some buttons, and I was just playing this rhythm part. He, it was all rhythm stuff I was doing. He wasn't, he, you know, he was going to do leads. But all of a sudden, the sound started to get weird. And I look over, and there's his amp, and it's smoking. And it's wow. like it's like a lot of smoke coming out of this amp. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, fuck. I just, you know, I blew up Don's. It was like he just got saying, this is my favorite amp. I used oh, it on, man. you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it was not a good smell either. It was a transformer that got fried. And for those people who don't know, it's it's an electrical smell that doesn't go away. So I don't know. Hopefully he got rid of that smell out of the room because it was a gorgeous studio. But uh, that's my story. And then he said, hey, I'm looking for a drummer. This yeah, was but years Yeah, but this years is ago. what you told me. This Let's go back to when he came over to your studio. You... You guys hang out, and I end up getting an email from Don Felder. I don't know him in 2010. You, we had made the record, the White Snake Forevermore record, did yeah. the drums in you know down in North Hollywood. I forget the name of the studio with uh, Mike Tachi Engineering. Yeah, yeah, right. So we did the drums there. Make the record. It's the end of the year now, and we're going to go on tour the following year. And I got an email from Don, like November, December. Hey, it's Don Felder. You know, want to see if you played some drums on my stuff? I'm like, what? And then you tell me, hey, or maybe even said, hey, Don's about to call you or write you. But you said he came over and you played him some of the tracks for the new oh, Wayne Stake record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, who's the drummer? That's right. And you go, oh, it's our new guy, Brian Tishy. And he goes, where'd you do the drums? And you go, at this studio. Who was the engineer? This guy. And he asked you all these questions. And then when he wrote to me, he said, will you play drums? I want you to bring the same drum set you did, you used on the White Stake record. I want to use the same studio with the same engineer, Mike Tachi. You guys did that? We So we did it. Well, we were there for a week. Is that place called Entourage, maybe? Or? Yeah, maybe it was. Is it right? It's right on that road off of the center of NoHo. Yeah, it's off of Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but Mike Tachi is a great guy. I just it, saw him the other day. Oh, wow. He was in the park. He was walking in the park just by himself. He's like always the lonely guy. I don't he's the think lonely walker, park he's walker, the lonely guy. That's the, so that's it. We but, we we did that the whole thing then in 2010, and then uh, you know what? I probably played him. I think I played him one of these not one of these nights. Listen to me. <laughs> that's a that's a faux pas, people, right there. Not one of these nights. That's one of his these days. Song. One of these days. Hey, close, very close though. Come on. <laughs> but that was the song that you played the least. That was just like it was, you, was that a balladish? It was like a mid-tempo kind of ballad, like a acoustic-driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you, I think that was there was like no fills in that track. It, it was, was just solid. It just and it was just great. The solid feel, and he heard it, and I I could just I I, I know he was like immediately like oh my god who is that guy? So so I'm like, that's, so, the, that's so there you go. Then years later, 2015 or so, he calls me. 15, 16, 17, and there I did a bunch of gigs with them, which was a whole other thing, which was a lot of fun. So now, to get back to current times, um, I haven't played gigs with Felder in five years. And he wrote me, like, last August, hey, there's some gigs coming up. So I did some gigs with him in August, October, November, and we started so, I mean, up. So, I mean, what's it like when he pulls out that double neck? Like, Dude, it's awesome. What do you think? It's like, it's awesome because he, he, as soon as he hits the tone, it's the same. T- it's such you, a great. Do you tone. get the thing on your neck? Like it's the hairs. Yeah, dude, you're playing hotel. That this song is uh, is legendary, and you get to play. You you hear the intro, and then you get to go. And it's the guitar. It's the same guitar. It's the same guitar, right? Yeah. it's so cool, man. And he's got. They got. They made an exact replica of his double neck with all the the. Uh, the 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 cracks and the uh, 
the um, broken bits, like the corner of a horn, his little chip, the chips and all that. I know. It's the He's got a bunch of those too. So it's like, dude, they would. That's a legendary guitar. What do you it's, think the chances he might give you one of those? I'm going to ask him next time I see him. You say, <laughs> Doug said you probably would have no problem getting me one of those, right? I don't. He, no, I, don't, I doubt it. But I, the, the funny thing is, is um, Dave Amato from REO Speedwagon bought one of those. Oh yeah. He bought. He got a good deal on it, and he got it. It was. I think it was very expensive still. Yeah. But Don, I mean, um, Dave had already a cream double neck, and he wanted to get rid of that cream double neck to finance. His Felder double neck, and I right. bought I bought the cream one off him. Oh, really? You saw that? You yeah, saw? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but, uh, so 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 Felder still go, dude. Seventy five and 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 more than alive. He's like, dude. He looks great. Sounds great. You, you wouldn't believe it. I like, thought I would have thought he was sixty something. Like you you think he's sixty? Yeah, max. sixty. Yeah. Like if he said he's fifty nine, you'd be like, okay, so you're like ten years old in the Eagles, right? And you'd believe it because he looks great. He's the way he carries himself. He's he, he's you know what I mean. It's just you wouldn't. It's for me too. Really that when you see it, I, I got in, in in my house. I got a, a book, Life Magazine book about the Eagles. I should give that to you actually, because um, I've already read it cover to cover. But when you see the pictures, there's all the, a couple different versions of the Eagles with and without Don. But when you see the the classic picture from from Hotel California era mm-hmm. or before or before with him. And and then with Randy Meisner on bass or Timothy B. Schmidt, yeah. it's like that's the look. Mm-hmm. That's oh, totally. the Eagles. That's totally. the America's band, right it there. It is. It is. All right. So Felder, what else? So, but you've been getting on two wheels too. Felder, yeah, and, and the, the um, doing some Felder, some mountain biking and some racquetball. I got a buddy lives across town. We, he's he's a little better than me at racquetball, so it's really we 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 go hard, and I'd say he's a thirty three percent better than me. So like he probably wins two games to every for every three. Like that's probably the average, which is really really frustrating because I'm super competitive and I go and I, when you want to see me the most mad, it's losing at racquetball and losing at bowling. Like <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm more mad than anything. How about when you get beat at foosball? Foosball doesn't bother me because I never put time right, in, and I think it's right. a goofy game. Honestly, it's a really I, I don't, cool. I don't like it's it. It's a good game. I, I'd like to put you against Mick Jones because Mick Jones was first time I ever played it was against Mick Jones, and he was like smash, smash, smash. He was like bam, bam. He I was, killed me. I, let's get him over. Let's do it. <clears throat> yeah, but, but but okay, we'll talk about the bike thing later then. But let's because we got to move on. We let's gotta get play. to a song. Let's get to a song. Let's Enough talk about my so after you and I did Forevermore, the next record we did together was Make Some Noise. When I when yeah, I came yeah, in, yeah. Um, yes, I think yeah. no, it was there was a, there was a burning rain in between there. Oh yeah, we did a session that that was like a side thing, but but a proper band thing. It was, was it was make some noise. So c- let's go back to that. So I mean, in Nashville with Marty Fredrickson. So we're in the studio and we're trying to go like we got <laughs> we got a we got a sports a sports management company that was working with us and they're like, hey, we also would be it'd be great if you guys would come up with like a sports song. And 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 we we came up with that riff, drum beat. Doug wrote the riff. I remember going, "That's great. It's so simple." And the t- I don't know who said the title, but it was like, "Let's just say something that everybody says. Make some noise." It was there either, you go. It was Made either, sense. I think it was Krabby. It's it's a good idea, dude. If you're gonna go with, you know what I mean? Like I like Ozzy always goes, "I can't hear you." That's another good title. Don't rip that off. Maybe me and Doug are gonna write, "I can't hear you today." <laughs> um, but make some noise was great. Yeah. Here it is, Make Some Noise from the Make Some Noise album. Live from Daisyland.
Okay, Brian, give it, send us back. Come on, where, what are we doing here? To is it back where in time to a place of beautiful memories, or you mean back to what we we're talking about? What are we? Where are we right now? We're in Daisyland, dude. Live. In what state is that? State of euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> so, in California. How does it feel from make some noise? Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. We spent a month or so in Nashville. It was great. Walked yeah. to the studio. Great Nashville's great hang. Like seriously. I know you can see when you spend a month there, you can see why everybody's moving there. Yeah. Cause I was considering it. Me too. We talked about it for a second. I came home. And we I almost, we, we almost bought a house together, Doug. I know not together, but at the same time, but no, I no, came we were going to buy that one house together. The, oh, you remember on. the fight. See, here's the problem. You don't remember a lot of these things. I go into, I have this all, I keep a journal. I have details. Oh, you found a house probably. Yeah, but it was for us. And the problem was, Doug, we had everything split up evenly in the house. Okay. These are your, you know, in the kitchen, these are your cabinets. These are mine. Like we had, but it was the problem. Who gets the master bedroom? And we, we couldn't agree. I said, I don't want the teenager's bedroom down the hallway. I want the master. And you said, dude. This reminds me of one thing we got to talk about. <laughs> Remember the White Snake band house? Yeah, yeah. And it the had big a, bunk table. It, it, yeah, and it had a big, had a pool table. And it had a big room that was David's room, obviously. It was the big master with the bed. And it had his, it had his tiger skin bed. And it had a picture of him over top of the bed. <laughs> yeah. And... Which is cool. I mean, he was like, whatever. But he invited me to... Did you ever stay in that house? No. I know you did. Yes, no, no, did. I stayed in a house, but not in a bedroom like that That one. Oh, that was... That's right. That was... You stayed in the other house when we were tracking. He yeah. had the same kind of setup in that house. Right, right. That was the one overlooking the water, uh, overlooking the lake. Then we moved to another house, which you came up and did percussion and backgrounds and whatever else you did. And we did photos there. We were playing pool. Oh, I, that was the other. I didn't spend as much time there. Well, that That's house, right. he had the picture of himself above the bed. And I got, Danny came up there with Ryder, I think. And and uh, I just, it was just strange to get in bed and like, you know, cuddle with my wife, with him just right there. And then I think the next morning he said, Douglas, you must have gotten lucky last night. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if you had a little speakers piping through the rooms and he could like had it on a timer where little Coverdale quotes would come out like, you look marvelous, darling, you that, know, or whatever. That would be great. All of a sudden in your room, you're hearing him talk and you're looking up and there he is. That would be awesome. I probably would have gotten laid if that had happened. If, yeah, if what if I if I sell eight million records of something songs I wrote, I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna set up in a guest house. Uh, Brian, I would have you know that it's much more than eight by now. <laughs> it's eight million, Brian. That was back in '89. <laughs> yes, it's more. Like, it's more like fifteen million now, Brian. Okay. All right, but anyway, so back to the point. We're in Nashville doing our thing with Krabby and. David had a bunch of song ideas. Uh, Marco had a bunch of song ideas. Me and you had. Remember at the beginning? Remember Marty split us up, and he put he put two and two together. And me and you got together, and he said, "Just write everybody, just go away and write a song." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we wrote right. a couple. We we did a couple songs, and one of them was this thing called. How, it came out to be called "How Does It Feel." Right. And we did it was. A, I love that f song, and I and I love how it turned out because we did it, and it was a bit more of an arrangement. But Marty chopped it. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, he chopped yeah, a yes. section out, and it went right from the riff, the verse, into the chorus. And it was like it. It wasn't like a big chorus. It was more like a, a, a kind of like a, a a middle like a. It didn't have a full on like payoff chorus, but it, I just loved it the way it, you know he chopped all the fat off and made it into this kick ass song. All right, so I, so, so that's what we just heard from the uh, Make Some Noise record featuring John Karabi, Marco Mendoza, David Lowy, Doug Aldridge, and me, actually your humble host, and our boy Dinky just showed up, fifteen years old, Brian. Wow, that's that's a uh, that's a good age. That's a that's past the average. Yeah, it's like 100 years old or something like that. And dog years. That's my dog, Dinky. He's he's a good boy. But uh, here we are at the news segment. We got a lot of news. Well, we've been off, man. We've been like, you know, I, I, news. we've been we've been doing, our, you know, recovering from the tour. We're going to need two segments year. to fit all the news in, Doug. 
There's a lot of news going on. Well, why don't you start? Tell me some news. Give me well, some stuff. I need news. All right. Well, you know, there, I don't. You probably don't even know this, but there's been some weather balloons that got shot down f- that were from China that had why spy. Why did shoot down a weather balloon, dude? They they had because they had spy machines on them. And it was like you know, there's spy. There's no, I've heard about it. The Chinese shit. said a spy balloon. <laughs> okay. Did so, they? I don't even understand this. There's a big thing in the air, and we have tracking systems, and we, like our government could see all this stuff. But why? Why uh, bought? Like, uh, is the spy balloon like? The color of a cloud, and they have it hiding behind a cloud, so nobody yeah. sees it. Is it a cloud hiding spy balloon? Like, how do you do that? I don't know what happened, but I, it's just a big thing in the news right now, and that that's and that you know it leads to like there's a lot of stuff going on in China, like that that the, they can watch us through TikTok. I'm not a TikToker, really. I, I do have an account, but I don't put anything on. I there, don't. So. I don't. Because I, I didn't like get the name. One. I think you should get one. What do you do? Is it for strictly for editing little videos and putting goofy things together? Like this is what I did today. Here's my day. I woke up at. <laughs> 8 a.m. and I went and I made myself a matcha latte and I added extra cream this time and I drank it and I went through my emails and updated my my settings on my Facebook account. Then I got in my car. Well, then I got dressed and I did a facial. No, like is that is that? It's not you- about that. It's about like you would take your you would take your camera to the Devil's Punch Bowl, one yep. of your favorite hangouts on yep. your, on your mountain bike, and you go here. Check this out. I'm going to do a triple back flip, Louie. Off of Devil's Punch Bowl lip right here, <laughs> and then it would go viral on TikTok, and and then you know that's then you'd be Brian Tishy, the TikTok star. Here's how I, I already got I already got uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I have two Facebook pages. So that's four updates. Every time I put a post, I got to go four places, and if it's a video, I put, music related, I put it on my YouTube channel. But so that's five things I got to do. Okay, but but did t- you put a, did you put the triple Louis flip on your mountain bike on that? I haven't got. I'm only up to a double Louis, so I, right. I, I can't. I can't do it yet. But you know, TikTok. It's one of those things. I didn't jump into Facebook years ago when it started. It took a little while. But maybe it's, it, I'm sure it's fine. I just don't. If at this point in my life, I. If if I've am I gonna increase some like my net worth or fan base exponentially or even a little bit by that probably not it's just gonna be more freaking errands I have to do for social media I'm fine now if you like what I do great thanks for watching if you if you if you, if you discover me on TikTok yeah I don't want that to be my life like I I need TikTok to make up make progress in my life that's it's, where it, I'm at anyway that's it's probably good because that, that because the Chinese are using that to listen and and figure out stuff and, and I don't so. need them knowing my personal stuff no you're you got a lot of secrets in terms terms of how you do your drum fill that one drum see, fill yeah i don't need them you spying on how i tune some drums and engine and engineered you know and, and all the that. guitar licks all that stuff the stuff all the stuff you've been preparing during this downtime i mean you're you're ready to put th- to, to put some content out that's based on guitar and drums together i'm not going to give it away but it's pretty serious people yeah and all the and i know these these the, the chinese are really concerned about <laughs> the things i'm doing so they probably are waiting for me to join tiktok i get tiktok emails all the time yeah. brian we've noticed you're not on tiktok yeah we, we really would love you to, to be a part of the fam the tiktok it's, family it was really a spy balloon to see if they could find out stuff i'm doing in my house because i don't have a tiktok account <laughs> Well, so you've been you've been biking, you've been doing gigs with Felder, and doing, doing gigs you with did Felder. Some, you did some uh, Moby Dick's Dick, gigs. Moby Dick's gigs. It's the Zeppelin tribute band I have, uh, um, and uh, we play at the, this awesome club called Vamped in L.A. We do that like, if, uh, in, sorry, in Vegas, a few times a year when we're all together. Every few months we'll jam there, and then we played at the Whiskey a couple weeks ago, which was great. We never play LA. Yeah, I was supposed to go, I was going to go to that, but I was sick, so I had to, I was... That's, that's what everybody said you were going to say to me. Yeah, I, I, I actually have a prescription to, sh- pro- to prove it. That they I, even said you were going to say you have a pres- prescription to prove, and you like went into a printer and altered the date of an old prescription and made it current so you could show me. It looks right, like you're really sick. All right, you caught me. I know, I know. You know what, and everybody knows you know it, what, Doug. You know what, I do, I do got to say, though, because I, I did a couple of those gigs with you, and it's a great night. If you yeah, ever... Did, if you, you did, ever Many years of it, you killed it. It was it great. Was, it was it was it's super fun, but it's a it's a lot of work. You even did that. Bonzo bashes, which requires like thirty Zeppelin songs with different drummers every song at four or five hours of nonstop zep. So, it's, and it's a lot. To it's fun. All stuff. In hindsight, I could have done a better job. I did think. you did you do with us when we did the two records in their entirety that month? That st- and vague and yeah. But when every week we went there every uh, Thursday wait, and played. I can't remember if I did it. I'm pretty I, uh, sure. No, I think I now I think I was there as a guest. You guys did it, and it I was, was there as a guitar. guest. It was, it was, uh, it might have been Christian Brady or it was Brent. I'm no, not it sure. Was who, you. It was you. Well, no, but there was because one where I, said I came. You and, learned all the songs for Bonzo Bash. Yeah, but I know. So but, you're gonna do the then, Thursdays the next month, 
I can't remember. But either way, there was also one where I announced, I was on stage announcing, I announced it. I remember bomb. that. And I announced, because that was about, you guys were doing Achilles Last Stand album or something. I mean, uh, what was that album I, called? I, uh, who else would have been on guitar? It was Presence. It might have been Brent, or it might have been. I don't you didn't know. play the whole House of the Holy Oaths when we started, and we said, "Make it like a record. Don't talk in between songs." We literally just played. Yes, the whole yes, yes. We did. Yeah. That's right. We did. We because we, we had to go right into Rain Song. Right after, out of Sorry, Same into Rain right, Song. You, okay. And there was we said no talking to make it like you're listening to right, a record. Right, 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 right. That was great. That was that cool. was one of the best to me of all the shows we played at Vamped. That was one of the best. But we said do the whole House of the Holy record. No talking until we finish. So the, I have no reason why I wouldn't have been to the LA. Gig at the whiskey, the world famous whiskey a go go, which is, I mean, everybody played there from the 60s on. We played there years ago and we did a duplicate, the Zeppelin set from 69. We did the same set. And the Daisy, we've played there as the Daisies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're back in like 16 or something. Yeah. So it, that's why we did it. It was just like, we haven't played LA in so long. Um, let's just make it, you know, one of those days where you can wake up go down there and do a sound check and hang out and you know and it was good some friends came hadn't seen a bunch of people in a long time it was it was a fun hang so yeah. i know you, you know i know you've been wanting to ask me what i've been doing so i'm just going to go ahead and tell you so you don't have to bother asking me because you already know you asked me six times before i'm, I'm anxiously waiting so please, please get into it i've been i've been recovering from the tour that we had where we basically threw down a pint of blood every night uh-huh and it was incredible, but when I came home, I needed a transfusion. So I've been resting and getting prepared for that, you know, getting done with that. And then doing a bunch of cleaning and rearranging, going through storage, going, finding all this gear. Yeah, and I stuff. can tell the place looks spiffy in here. <laughs> this is, this is, it's a, it's a, he's joking because it's a mess, but it actually is. If you can see what my foot is on right now, it's on about 20 cables, like about 10 pounds of cables, and th there's picks and effects and adapters and, and flashlights and a dog. You have no idea what I've gone through to get it to this cleanliness right here. But you did... It's it did, getting there. You did add in a drum set, a Ludwig Amber Vistalite four-piece kit, which we just tuned up so before that's, we started this. That's Which is cool. you got a drum set, you can have jamming in here, you got Marshall heads everywhere, high watts and Marshall... It's, it's walls of amps in here. But it's also highly secure, so don't even, don't even try, no, because... No, it's the only thing that... It's the only room that is alarmed in my house, by the way, but... But anyway, we were. That and was the whole premise. The guy, right? That was the whole premise to, to say that I was like, "Hey, we got to do a podcast." But really, we didn't have to. Really, the reason is I wanted you to come down and help me set up Tune these the drums. drums. There's really no. Yeah, <laughs> nobody even knows we're doing this. Actually, this isn't even going to come out. And practice. Doug just wanted to have me just babble and pretend we're doing a podcast. Podcast, so I would tune his drums. Yeah, and then so I can have a chance to win at least one game. At, at racquetball Listen, one game I'm gonna make a statement here if this is a real podcast I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks if you beat me once this year in racquetball a game one time one Are game one win I'll give you a hundred bucks you just have to beat me once 15 that's, to something that's it that's imp I've never even I've never won a game so how am I gonna do it today no I said all year you got all year to all beat right. me one all time right. one game I'll t maybe I can do it I'm gonna have to buy a new racket because my racket is a junior uh, everybody uses the rack excuse. It's like I gotta get. I don't. My drums sound like crap because the, the the heads are old. Nah, you just don't really know how to tune. You just gotta practice the tuning a little more. All right. So this gives me gives now, this 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 gives me an idea, and and we we kind of talked about this off the air, is that maybe we should start getting together once a week, going through some, you know, going starting to get together, do some jamming, maybe like a date. I'll just get together a couple day, couple times a, a week. Are you, can I pick the place we want to go out, but you have to pay? Like I want Mexican, and you have to we'll, you have we'll to just, put the bill. We'll, yeah, you know, I'll I'll get the, I'll get it every other week. You get it one week, but let's let's start. I mean, the band is we, the, the hangar is in the airport right now. We're we're on we're, we're on. Uh, a, wait, a, wait. The what's in the what? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. The airport's in the hangar. The airplane. The, the jets air, in the, the hangar. The jets in the hangar right now. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. People, sorry. That was that was <laughs> me looking down at my notes. It, I just saw a hangar, but um, <laughs> and so we're, that we should during this this free time we should get together. You know, we're let's, going let's start. to. Let's start. We got to start building stuff up for the the next part of the year. Let's talk. Let's play a song. Let's sure. Let, we've been talking a little bit here, here and there. And uh, Dead Daisy song. Yeah, let's play something off the last record, the Radiance record. What do you want to do? Um, well, I mean, you know, the the song that started the whole thing off was was I thought was really cool was Radiance. Radiance, yeah. So, I mean, what were you like? 
when you first heard that, I, I remember it, it, it had it had kind of a choppy the drum thing that, that was uh, on the demo was kind of choppy. How did you fix that? Just, um, you unchopped well, it I, I, by not being a drum machine was pretty <laughs> helpful. <laughs> um, by uh, you know, I don't know, trying to make trying to make. Uh, make the song the riffs and the song parts groove that's what drummers are supposed to do well that worked right because it, it that heavy riff turned into a heavy groove yeah it was, it's fun it's a good heavy song it's a you know a laid-back fat syncopated groove mr glenn hughes doing his thing on top kicking ass as always yep and radiating uh nothing but and the- love and light and to the David Lowy throwing down that middle section. Well, the double heavy. riffery of you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the riffery panned left and right. Come it's on, a strong come force. On, come on, listen. Totally. Even I can't. Even I can't explain how that magic happens. I, and and I don't was, try to. And don't even try of. to. That's that's save it for. That's a. That's a book. What's weird is when you're it's part a chapter of, in the Doug Aldrich autobiography. The Dougology. So, <laughs> so. Like, but what? That's the thing, Brian. Like, it's the same thing that happens with you when you play the drums and the magic. You can't really explain it. It just you just do your thing, and it's magical. It just kind of comes out. The it, you know, well, magical. It's that's, like a unicorn. I'm just going to say, comes out. You know what? It's the you know New Jersey's known for its funk scene, and I'm really a, a funky. Yeah, I'm a funk drummer from Jersey. You didn't turn, tune my drums funky, did you? Because I want that tishy sound. The um the snare for what it is with that type of head had to be a little higher and it's leaning more towards that funkier snare the tighter snare I, which no, is I like need, what no, like, no no Brian I need the the honk the that sound. yeah 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 I have to bring another head over and uh, try that and you're gonna leave me to cut a hole in the kick drum which yep. is something that you never want to do ever but you want me to kick, because cut a the hole amount in of time it takes to take a Are head f- off cut put it back on ugh. No, but I mean, so it's tuned right now. How am I ever going to get it back to the right, right tune? Then, then I can do it in five minutes. So you got to take the head off. You have to take the head off. I'll cut it and then. then no, nah, that's going to cut into our our time. We, we, uh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I can do it. I can do it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to videotape. I'm going to tap my finger on the edge of the drum and videotape this tone. You, you don't even have to. Just make sure when you put the head back on, you put the hole in the bottom. Uh, like around four o'clock. Yeah. You know, underneath three o'clock, and on the the. the Whatever side I put it yeah. on, I choose the the right side. And and um, but anyways, when you put the head back on, just make it loose. When it's just just get it where it's not. There's no ripples. And that you, you, you know what good. I'm gonna do? That's I'm gonna it. count how many times it turns to to get the, the the screw out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come in half of the amount coming back on and go up from there. How okay. about that? Sure. That's that's me being logical. Okay. So yeah. all right, let's play radiance. Fuck it, radiance. Here you go.
right, you're listening to the Dead Daisies podcast live from Daisy's Land with uh, Doug Aldrich, uh, Brian Tishy, and we just played you uh, a song from the latest, the last record from 22, uh, Dead Daisies Radiance, and the song was the last released single from that record, Born to Fly. And we were playing that live. That t- that was pretty good to play live. I liked it. It was, it's a str- uh, the, probably the straightest song on the record as far as like melodic and straight, t- 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 like groove wise. It was like a straight dun 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 dun. Yeah. And, it, and it was really effective because it stood out on the record and it was a really nice um, uplifting chorus. So we only played that in the UK. We didn't play it in the US. We only played it the, for that two week UK run. Yeah. So UK, to- and if you're listening and you're in Ireland, we got to say, yeah, you know, um, and and Ireland because it's not part of the UK. Yeah, well, it was it was it sounded really. I think it actually sounds even cooler live. It's and and by the way, yeah, if you guys check it out on YouTube on the Dead Daisy socials because Brian did a drum playthrough of that song and you recreated the drum sound, but it's even almost better than the record. <clears throat> oh, I'm not, How, I'm not going to go there. But they said. Our st- I love the tone that you get out of out of your house at well, your home studio. That well, is- the, 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 you know, the, hopefully after doing it for as long as I have, even though I'm not known as some kind of engineer or producer or whatever, you, you know, I do really enjoy um, getting a good organic drum sounds or just drum sounds in general. It's really fun to have a lot of mics in a room and tune and hit a certain way and utilize the mics, you know, and blend them. What do I want? Do I want a close, tight sound? Do I want a wide open? But for Born to Fly, since the record, the general sound of the drums on the record that, that Ben Gross got was he took advantage of the big room yeah. mics, you know? So... When I was like, well, I'm not going to do a play along and make it a smaller drum sound because then it sounds like smaller. Who wants that song to sound smaller? So I said, I'm going to jack up my room mics and really take advantage of my the ambience in the vaulted ceilings in, in my place, you know? And uh, went for it. And, and, uh, it was it the up- same kit? Yeah, it actually was. Yeah, Same heads too. Because it sound it sounded like it was tuned similar. It's this. It, it might have been a smidge higher tuned toms. Maybe it, di- it was definitely a different snare drum. I'm sure, but um, but yeah, it was the same drum set, same cymbals, pretty much. And uh, so I just relearned the parts for the most part and played along. And and uh, and I was happily surprised that it sounded comparable to the original but that was really just because i have a a, a room with with lots of good ambience that that's I good take you compress the room mics man all of a sudden that it's the you know, the compression sucks in that ambience and you know makes it thick yeah it's fun and then yeah. as long as your drums are tuned all right you know they, they crack through and you blend the close mics and well the it sounds killer on Thanks. that on that thing so everybody check out the youtube of brian doing the playthrough of that I also do a playthrough. I, I I think. Yeah, I think you get the, you get killer remember. sounds in your studio here. Um, I'm just I actually just got a couple pieces of gear that I'm just really excited about, and um, and it is it is sounding gear good, here, dude. There's a lot of great stuff. I mean, there. I'm telling you, all these amps right here, all these Marshalls, they're all a little different, and they're all really cool. Like even the, I just brought out the Randy Rhodes amp, the white, the the, the white, and that it's, thing. Just sounds incredible. It's a hundred watt, right? Yeah, and it's it's loud as fuck. <laughs> that amp is loud as fuck. And through so through a couple four by twelves, or oh, I can man. go through a, a, a you know a, basically a load box and bring it down so I can get it into Pro Tools, and it sounds fucking genius. But right now that amp right there is is seventy three Super Lead that is um uh, um Dave Friedman. Did a thing on it, and it's, Dave, it's, it's he, really great. He is is he the really he is the number one go to guy for amp mods, right? Him he and is, John Sir, John. I got to give it up for John Sir because oh yeah? my live amps, my my uh, Mark II uh, Super Leads JMP Super Leads, those are all, both done by John Sir, and they sound really good. Are those he, guys both on like? Uh, is there a waiting list to get your stuff to them? Are they pretty much always in waiting list mode? Fortunately, I don't have to oh. wait too long, but uh, there might be. You know, it might be. And also Dan Gower out of England. You know Dan. Yeah. You know the guy Dan Gower. You've met him a million times from White Snake and also Dead Days. He's um, a great guitar player and and he's an amp guy. And he does Gower amps out of the UK. 
Uh-huh. So he's a guy that everyone's going to. Like John Norm's been going to him and, and just a whole bunch of people. But um, right now, we need to talk about... Uh, we were talking about checking out your shit on and the stuff on socials on YouTube. And so we want everybody keep in touch with the Dead Daisy socials because even though it's been a... Um, a bit quiet for the moment we're getting ready to kick off and do some things that are going to be really exciting including hopefully we'll get start getting together a couple but times like, a week there's always quiet time in bands you know it's there's normal. always you're either me well it's good it's good to take a, a little bit of a, a you know take to put the plane in the hangar for a minute and just chill because it gives people a chance to regroup reset and think about what are the daisies doing right it's now it's like you know it's like if you Bake a really awesome cake or a bunch of brownies, right? Like, and everybody goes, takes a brownie and goes, man, this is like the best brownie I've ever eaten. I need another, right? You have another. And then everybody's you're sitting there chatting and then you go a few minutes later, I need another brownie. I'm just going to, it's brownie night for me, right? Everybody's digging the brownies. You gotta, you can't keep eating the brownies all night long. You gotta enjoy what you ate. You gotta, you gotta enjoy the taste and sit back and go, that was cool. Enjoy what you just experienced. Before you get shoved another plate of brownies, you can't just keep eating them. Yeah. You're gonna burn out. Yeah, you can't do that, man. You, you know what I mean? That. I mean, Neil Young said it best. What did he say, Doug? Tell me. He said, uh, old man, take a look at my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he said exactly the opposite. I said, you can't burn out. And Neil said, it's better to burn out than fade away. That's right. So, you know, Neil, so you don't want to fade away eating brownies. You want to, you know, well, you don't want to burn out either. So really, I don't know what Neil's saying. But uh, um, circling just, back to the point, I yeah, say over just, here. Just don't, don't, you know, you got to have a little break. You got to have a break. Like, what, like, would, what, would Dave, what would Diamond David Lee Roth say right now? He'd say, it? yeah, the only... People that put iced tea in their Jack Daniels bottles is the Clash, baby. That hurt my throat right there. <laughs> well, and by the way, just as far as everybody goes, oh, Van Halen was all drunk at the US Festival, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe, but go listen to them. They sound killer. They still sound awesome and dave yeah. sounds great well they're a party band and they all that was their thing so they were that's when they were on their they're firing on all cylinders when they, they, were they sounded great all of them did they played great it's a great concert it's just you know it was blown out of proportion because you know dave was doing funny stuff but when, that's it was the peak of dave doing funny stuff dave man that that i saw a picture of uh, i saw a picture of van halen from it was probably it was it was like either cal jam or texas jam one of them where it's like shot from behind the stage they invented that shot by the way that the whole band now that everyone does it but they were facing the audience and eddie was jumping <coughs> eddie was jumping up alex was everyone was off their feet yeah and it's oh, just I know like that shot and they're all close together yeah, yeah yeah i remember at the end of a van halen show one of the probably his lows hour shot it probably was. And it's one of the coolest points that FD, they just smoked your ass for two hours. And the stadium is screaming. And then they just come out and they're all, they're like, yeah, man, yeah, we're together. We're, we're doing that. And they're, you know, they rule. It was so good. It was like, oh my God, the these biggest, guys are just fucking fun. They're you the know? best party band. And they and their, those first six records with Dave. Are amazing. You know what, dude? We're gonna bring that back. We're gonna bring that back next tour. We're gonna fucking bring the fun back. Bring the Let's fun do back. It. Let's do it. Okay, so this is it. We're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna leave you with um, an older song. It's, it's been a, a Dead Daisy staple that that Brian played on. That is just incredible. Really? Wow. It's got Richard Fortas on guitar. Fortas on guitar. Yeah. And so Krabi. Back to, and it's Krabi? got Krabi. Krabi chopped on it. No, sorry. Don't it's say good. anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, what 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 uh, is this the Revolution album or something? Yeah, it's the Revolution well, album. Well, I think, am I, I'm guessing now. What are you talking like a Midnight Moses? What are we talking like? Yeah, a we're gonna. Evil? I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna ask you to play Midnight Moses in a second, sir. But right now, I would like to thank all of our our multitude of listeners for the Dead Daisy Live at Daisyland podcast because we really appreciate you guys. And we're back. It's 2023. We're back. We're not stopping. I mean, that's the whole thing. You just, you just take a take a breather. Can't stop. You can't stay underwater forever, <laughs> unless you're a fish. That's it. You know so, I mean? thanks, you guys, uh, from me 
to Brian and me and Brian from us and the rest of the, the daisies. Of course, I just spoke with David Lowy. He wanted me to say hi. Yeah. And uh, we, we just hope you guys are all doing great. And we hope you enjoyed this uh, this time of me and Brian just rambling on about a bunch of shit and playing some Daisy songs. And we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna keep doing it. Let's leave them. Let's leave them with this one, Brian. What's it? What is it? Where was it recorded? Give us a little background and then announce it, and then we'll say goodbye. Are we talking about Moses? Yeah, Moses. Moses was the drums were recorded. It's all in, about the drums. Yeah, it, it is. Everybody knows that. Nobody cares about melody. Nobody cares about riffs. The riff is not. Yeah, no, no. Of course, you know I'm kidding. As a drummer, but. Uh, because I'm still wanting to write the next killer riff. That's what everybody wants to do. But uh, hold th- on, can we do one thing? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you. Can we do the? I, I know the original on the album's got Richard and Marco and and uh, Dizzy on it. Yeah. Can we play the live version off Live and Louder? Sure. It's got me on me. It's got no keyboards, but it's got me on guitar. Let's do it. And it's got you on drums. Pound for pound, you've played that song probably more than anybody at this point on guitar, I, except I, for Lowy. I really like it. Yeah, David, for David Lowy. David Lowy owns that shit, man. Okay, so we're gonna play the live version from um, Live and Louder, but the original drum track—it's—it is kind of interesting. Uh, that track and Evil are the only two songs I played drums on on the Revolution record. I'm not on the rest of it because it was done at a separate time when they book when before the Daisies were like locked into schedules for the year when we had a year plan. It was more like come and go like hey we got to do the next month you get available oh yeah I, I can do this but i'm booked it was a little up and down and back and forth so i wasn't able to get to australia when they made the rest of the record right yeah. but prior to that the month before we were all in cuba and we recorded uh maybe recorded all of it maybe all maybe we did all the, the both, both songs evil midnight moses done in a studio in cuba when we we're there for the week who recorded it Ben Gross. Ben was there? Ben was in freaking Cuba with us. Did, yep. he, did he get Cuban revenge like a couple of the other guys? I don't know if he did. I don't think so. Did you get it? No. no. Some some guys, I mean, I think Karabi got it. Maybe. Maybe. Somebody, somebody, it was a Cuban revenge. It was you... an interesting week. Like, I think it was really cool to do it. It was, we were busy. It was just a, yeah, it was just, it was different. How many like, days were you there? Like, like a week? Like seven. It was like, but we were at a music school, hanging with kids. We were rehearsing in the studio. We were recording. It was, it was his first, that was the first time John Karabi was with us. That was the first time Karabi was with us, along with Bernard Fowler and Daryl Jones. It was a whole collection of all of us doing this. Yeah. But, so it was a really, it was fun. But it was trippy because it was a time of a change because John Stevens was the singer the year before in 2014. Right, that's right, that's right. So the first thing we do in 15 is go to Cuba with Krabi. Had you so worked like, with Krabi before? Yeah, I know Krabi since like freaking late 90s. Okay. 98, 99. Yeah. It's badass. I mean, he's, a few years before that, Krabi big-timed me, but he wouldn't remember. But I'd, <laughs> I'd like to rem- remind him sometime. And him and Bruce Keel big-timed me at a... Uh, it's a NAMM show. What, like they didn't give you the time of day or oh, something? Oh, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready to be... Uh, I wasn't on the level to hang with John and Bruce then. <laughs> because it was through Jerry Miller at Metal Edge. Oh, Because wow. I was playing with Slash. And uh, I played with Zach. And, and we're somewhere. She goes, Jay, she goes, Brian, come over here and meet Karabi and uh, Bruce Kulik. They're starting a new band. And I'm like, I think Slash, the stuff just ended with Slash. It was, or maybe it was before I played. Maybe it was '95 before I, when Zach ended Pride and Glory and Slash had yet to start. Like I didn't go out with Slash yet, so it was the months in between. So um, I think so. So, anyways, but you know how Krabby's dry. Like, like we're all, we're all good now. Like I don't really know Bruce Kulik well at all. Like I've you know, we've met and he's he's great quiet guy. though. He's pretty quiet. But they're both quiet. But I come over. Out some you know Nam show type thing. It was probably a Nam show end of January, and uh, Jerry Miller's like they're looking for you know, they start a band, which was I guess Union, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I'm thinking it's '95, maybe it was '96. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember right now. But I went over and Krabby did his typical, just stand there and kind of look at you with his glasses on, like, "What's up?" But he had nothing <laughs> to say. Bruce had nothing to say, and they're quiet. And yeah. I had nothing to say because what was I going to say? You need me on drums? Like, I don't know. Jerry just was all like, come over and meet him. Who, who I've never they met they him. Who did they get, Eric? No, it was uh, for that band. Oh, they got, um, who did they get, Brent? Yeah, Brent Fitz. Brent Fitz. Yeah, yeah, but this is like, 
it was just awkward because in those situations you don't like I don't know what to say. I'm I'm being introduced to you guys who are from Kiss and Motley Crue, right? It's just weird because I mean, hey, Brent's killer. And they worked. He's worked with Eric Singer, but I. I mean, it's, I'm surprised that you guys actually didn't play together. At least it never. It was that was it, and it's no big deal. That happens. Like, who am I? Who you know? Uh, uh, I don't know what Jerry said to them. I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. It was so long ago. But I'm saying I <laughs> didn't really hang with them. It was just like, hey, what's up? Sorry. See you later. And then years later, we met somewhere else, and then we became friends immediately. Like after that, we we we'd be friends, and we've been friends a long time now, and. uh you know, John. If you're well, I'll tell this, you. In, in I gotta opinion, say, you broke my heart, man. You really hurt me. I was a young, impressionable kid trying to make it in L.A., living and, on the streets behind the whiskey. And check it out, dude. Now, <laughs> and then at that time, you're in the band with him, and you're driving him, bringing the, and you brought the best out of John Karabi. Yeah, you know I did. Yeah. So here it is. <laughs> so here it is, live and louder, featuring. Doug Aldrich, lead and rhythm guitar. John Karabi, lead vocals. David Lowy, rhythm guitars. Marco Mendoza, lead bass. And Brian Tishy on drums, which is me. And thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, stick around, man. Shit's happening. Shit's popping. It's coming together. Yeah. Here's Midnight Moses. Midnight Moses.
love you. Yes.